Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. received anything throughout these weeks? Has anybody learned anything at all? Good. I hope so. I hope you have. And so today we're going to go ahead and finish and I want you to go with me to your Bibles and we're going to read in Psalms chapter 1. That's where we've been for the past three weeks, this is the fourth week in that. If you don't know that by now, man, we need to pray for you at the end. Pray that God will renew your mind. Psalm 1, we've gone through it. We've broken it apart. Psalm 1 is an introduction to the whole Psalms. And the book of Psalms is a book of prayer. It's a book of songs, right, hymns. And the people of God used it when they came together in worship because through it you learn, through the Psalms, you can learn how to approach God. And we've said this from the beginning that a lot of times we don't even know how to approach God. Or am I the only one? I don't know. Sometimes we don't know how to approach God. When we come to prayer, we say, man, I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to be somebody that prays. But we just don't know exactly what to say when we're on our knees or when we're praying. We don't know how to speak to God. And the Psalms helps us because it develops inside of us a prayer language. The prayer language that we need to be able to come to God and pray to God and relate to God. And so anyways, we've seen what the whole Psalms has said until now. And we now come to the conclusion of Psalm 1. The conclusion of Psalm 1 begins in verse 5, and it says, Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. I don't know if that's a very encouraging conclusion. It's a kind of a scary conclusion, to be honest with you. When we read those verses, what the psalmist is doing is that in this last part, as he's concluding the psalm, he is referring back to the beginning of the psalm in which he spoke about the blessed one not associating themselves with the wicked, evil, sinner person, but delighting and spending time in the word of God. So in other words, now he says this is the result of the actions and of the choices that you make in life. In life, you're going to make choices. And your choices will have consequences. Every decision that you make in life will lead you on a certain path. And the book of Psalms in this first Psalm 
This is a wisdom psalm. They're not common. But it's like a wisdom psalm. Wisdom, like in the book of Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, is giving you nuggets of wisdom of how to live life. And basically he's saying how you choose to live will determine how, where you will end up. If you choose to associate yourself with the word of God, then you will be able to be associated with those who belong to God. But if you choose to associate yourself with the ways of the world, then in the end you will be rejected by God. That's the conclusion. For some people that's not very encouraging. But it's the truth. The truth that two things, listen to me, two things that will have the greatest impact in your life are described here. The two things that will have the greatest impact in your life are described here. Number one, who you associate with. And number two, the choices you make in life. Those two things will have the greatest impact in your life. And here we see in the end that who you choose to surround yourself with and how you choose to live your life will determine these two things that we're going to talk about in these verses. So Father, speak to us. Have your way. That we, that we may finish this series, Praying the Psalms. Understanding that there's nothing more important than to be in your word. Lord, have your way today. Holy Spirit, move and speak to us so that when we leave this place, your word will have done a work in us so as to transform us and change us into who you want us to be. Lord, I declare that there will be eternal changes that will occur in this day. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to title this message. You may have your seat. I want to title this message. The future of a blessed life. The future of a blessed life. And so the two things that will have the greatest impact in your life. Who you associate with. And what choices you make. And those two things, however you do them, will determine two things in your life. They will determine two things. Number one. Who you associate with will determine who you become. Who you associate with will determine who you become. That's why in verse 5, as he concludes the psalm, he says, Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. In other words, now the conclusion is clearly marked. And in the end, what he's saying is that the wicked will not have a place within God's family. In other words, from God's perspective, the wicked have no future. They have no future. They cannot stand or withstand the judgment of God which will come upon them. Whether it comes in the present or whether it comes in the future, Here's the truth, it's going to come. Judgment is going to come. And so the wicked, when you look at, around in, in the world, 
and you see their lives and how they live and sometimes how they prosper, you might become a little jealous and say, man, God, I'm serving you. I'm faithful. I'm living by your word. And here I am looking at these people living like they want to live, doing the things that are contrary to your word, and yet it seems like they're more blessed than we are. It seems like they're doing, they're better off than we are. When you look at it, it might seem like they're getting away with the things they're doing. But eventually the psalmist says, don't go by what you see on the outside. Because how you live, if it doesn't have a consequence in your life in the present, will eventually have a consequence on your life in the future. Eventually your actions and your decisions are going to catch up with you at some point. And you will have to pay those consequences. So from God's perspective, the wicked have no future. Say with me, they have no future. And so they can't withstand the judgment. This judgment of God can come in the future as we know that when God calls us to be in his presence, he will separate the sheep from the goat. And so in that moment, whatever you have done in life, however you have lived in life, will be judged by him. The God who is just and he's fair. And every single action, every single word, every single thing that we have done will be weighed before him and will be judged. And these wicked ones that he's speaking about, will have to face that judgment. And sometimes, listen, that judgment might come in the present by means of adversity, consequences that their actions will bring about. But even if they don't, they will come about in the future because God is faithful to his promises and he is a just God. And he will bring... The evil to judgment. So in the day of the Lord, all of us are going to stand before him. This is what the psalmist is saying. And the way that we chose to live while we were here on earth will determine where we end up. Who you associate with will determine who you become. And I saw this quote by this man named Garen Kilpatrick who said, show me your friends and I'll show you your you know, my dad used to tell me all the time, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Because the truth is that who you associate with will determine where you will end up. You see, who you associate with not only will determine where you end up, who you associate with will reveal who you are. And that's the truth. When you look around and you look at people you might not be able to figure out who they are or what their character is like. But if you just look at who their friends are and you know how they are, you can probably get an idea of how they are too. Come on, can I get an amen this morning? That's the truth. And so that's why Darren Hardy said, hang out with those who have a common future, not a common past. That's why when it comes to your life, when you're thinking about what God is going to do and where you will end up, you have to hang out 
and associate yourself with the people that you will have a future with and not the people that you've had a past with. And so that's why Paul says, this is the truth. Who you associate with will determine who you will become. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You see, it doesn't mean that we can associate with people from the world because even Paul fixes this later on in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 when he has to go back to something he told the church and when he said do not associate with sexually immoral people but then he goes on and he fixes what he said or explains it a little better and he says not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy or the swindlers or the idolaters because in that case you would have to leave this world. If you weren't to associate with the people of this world, you would have to go and hide in a cave. You would have to keep yourself locked inside of the house. But that's not what Paul is talking about. Paul is saying, well, I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or a sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy. In other words, or is in sin. You should not associate with people who call themselves believers, yet they live contrary to the word of God. Paul says, listen, you shouldn't even eat with these people. Why? Because bad company can corrupt good character. Who you associate with will determine where you end up. And so some people here this morning, God is telling you have to pick a new circle of friends. You have to begin to let go of some people in your life that are not helping you to become who God wants you to become. And you have to be willing to say, you know what? Our friendship has come to an end. Because I'd rather lose a friend than lose my destiny. I'd rather lose a friendship than lose the promises of God in my life. Can I get an amen from somebody this morning? The problem is some people think that they can play for both teams and still be okay. Some people think, you know what? I can come to church I can praise the Lord, I can serve, I can do whatever, and then I can leave this place and from Monday to Saturday, I can live however I want. Some people are living for both teams, they're playing for two teams, and the truth is that in the end, listen, it might work out for you right now, but in the end, it will determine who you will become. There's something that happens in us as we associate with people. Who we associate with will determine who we become. So, as we hear the word of God to us in the conclusion of this psalm and praying the psalm, and we need to pray to God, God, give me discernment. Give me discernment so that I know who I should surround myself with. Because sometimes we don't even know who's around us. Sometimes we can't even tell who the people are that are in our lives. And sometimes the people in our lives don't have the right motives. They don't have their best interests for us. You know, at times we're surrounded by people that in reality all they want in the end is to get stuff out of us and not put anything in us. So we have to pray. 
continually and daily because these wicked, evil sinners, people who call themselves believers yet they don't live like it, will be around us in our churches and in our schools and everywhere we go. And you know what? If we're not careful in how we choose our friends and who we associate with, this is what the psalmist is saying. It will determine who you will become. It will determine who you will become. Eventually, one day, in the day of the Lord, that day of judgment, God's going to call us, and depending on how we lived our lives, we will be separated, the sheep from the goat. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in that number. I want to be of those that associated with God and his word and not with those that are evil. That's why today you got to be careful even of the advice that you take from the people around you. You see, when the psalmist spoke about the blessed one being the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, he's saying, listen, they don't even think like the evildoers. They don't even do what they do, and they don't even speak like them, but they don't even listen to their advice. They don't associate with them at all. No, what do they do? They associate with the word of God. They spend time in God's presence and as they spend time in God's presence and in his word that's what changes them and leads them on the path to the promises of God say with me that's what I want I don't know about you but that's what I want turn to somebody and tell them listen you got to look around and you got to begin to evaluate the people in your life. For some people, this is going to be a new time in your life, a new season. This is going to mark a time in which you're going to step into something different because you're going to go ahead and begin to evaluate the people around you and start associating with those that will help you become who God wants you to become and not those that will end up far from God. And so that's the first result that comes from who we associate ourselves with. Who we associate ourselves with determines who we become. Determines who we become. But the second biggest thing that will have an impact in our life, not only who we associate with, it's the choices that we make. And the choices that we make will determine where we will end up. You see, who we associate with will determine who we become. But the choices that we make will determine where we will end up. That's why now the psalmist says that the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. In other words, he's saying, listen, the choices that you make in life are a matter of life and death. The choices that we make in life are a matter of life and death. It might not be evident in the moment, but eventually it will happen. You see, the way of the Psalms, the way that it talks about is the path of life that we choose. And when we choose a path of life according to God's word, the psalmist says, 
God watches over that way. In other words, God knows that way. Why? Because Jesus has been through that way. He's walked that way. It's not a beautiful way. It's not an easy way. It's not a wide way. It's a narrow path. It's a hard path. Path. Sometimes in this way you will face adversity. Sometimes in this way you will face sickness. Sometimes in this way people will stand up against you and try to bring you down. But it's in this way that is hard, that is narrow, that eventually leads to the life that God wants us to have in him. Following the path that Jesus took was a path of suffering. It was a path of hurt. It was a path of rejection. It was a path of abandonment. It was a path. But at the same time, listen, in the end, it was a path of deliverance. It was a path of salvation. It was a path of exaltation. And it was a path that ended in great joy. And that's what I came to tell you this morning. That the choices that you make today create the path that leads you to your destiny. And not always does that path look good. Not always does that path feel easy. But together, the psalmist now leads us to this reality of life. Life is messy. Sometimes we think, man, if I pray more, if I read the Bible more, if I memorize scripture, if I tithe and give offerings, if I serve in a ministry in church, then God, I know all things are going to be great in my life. And no, sometimes when we begin to take the right path, the way of God, things become harder, not easier. Things become more difficult. Life becomes messy. And it's in that messy life where we experience pain, but we also experience joy. It's in that path where we experience hatred, but we also experience love. Whatever we choose, whatever path we decide to take will lead us to our destiny of either life or death. And it is the life that still lives or outlives both. And God, when we come to him and we say, God, I'm going to live like you have chosen. I'm going to live like you have chosen for me to live. Because I understand this one thing, that my future is a direct consequence of the choices that I make. And Wayne Dyer said, our lives are a sum total of the choices that we have made. Listen to that for a moment and reflect. Our lives are a sum total of the choices that we have made. Who we are today is a result of the choices we've made in the past. Can I get an amen to that? I know it's not an easy amen. Maybe you can't say amen. Maybe you can just say ouch this morning. That hurts a little bit. That who I am today is just a result 
of the choices that I've made in the past. But that's the truth. That's where I'm at. And you can't change the past. You can't go back and change those things. But what you can do is change the choices that you're making today so that your tomorrow will not look like anything from your past. problem is that some people say, you know what, when I get older, then I'll serve God. I'm too young right now. I'm just enjoying life. You know what I'm saying? I'm having a good time. I'm living my life the way I want to. And when I'm done living my life the way I want to, then I'm going to serve God and live for God. But here's the problem with that. Number one, the first problem is that you're taking a risk because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. And you never know if the consequences of your choices will lead you to experience those consequences now and not in the future. So your future is not promised. Your tomorrow is not promised by God. So you're taking a risk by saying I'll live for God tomorrow because you don't have control of what happens. That's the first thing. Sooner or later, life catches up to you. But the second problem with saying I'll live for God later. No, let me just live now how I want. Let me just enjoy life how I want right now. Here's the second problem with that. The second problem is that when you decide and choose to take the path that is not the path that God has for us, there's nobody watching over you. You see, the psalmist says, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Who's watching over them? Nobody's watching over them. And let me explain this before you think that because you're in God, nothing bad is going to happen because God's watching over you. You see, I compare this to the law of having to wear a seatbelt. The law says you have to buckle up. But the law doesn't guarantee that you won't be in an accident. The law, what it does is that it gives you a better chance of surviving if you do get in an accident. And that's what it means when it says that God watches over the way of the righteous. It doesn't mean that he's going to protect you from accidents happening to you. That he's going to protect you from evil things coming to you. No. But it means that it gives you a better chance of being able to get through those things and getting past those things when you come to the other side. Because as you follow his word and you follow his commands, you are protected under his Covering and under his word and his presence. So the psalm exhorts us to understand that as we conclude this message, this series, playing the song, that we understand that there are two things that will have the greatest impact on our life. Number one, who we associate with. And number two, the choices that we make. And who we associate with will determine who we become. And if you don't like who you are, change your friends. Listen, get into God's word more. Let Jesus become your best friend. 
let his word become your handy companion. And as you do that, God begins to change you and mold you into who he wants you to be. But the second truth is that the choices that we make today will determine where we will end up. And so if I don't like where I'm at in my life now, I have to change the things that I'm doing. And the psalmist finally ends and says, listen, if you associate with the wicked, you will end up with the wicked. It's just a fact of life. It's just the result of your choices. What you choose to do today will determine where you will be at tomorrow. It's not that God will, is punishing you. It's not that it, the blessing of God comes as a way of a miracle or a reward. It's that the reality of life is that whatever you choose to do today will have consequences for tomorrow. And so today, I have to choose. Man, I'm not going to associate with the wicked. I'm not going to associate with those that are not living for God. doesn't mean I can't have co-workers that are not believers. It doesn't mean that I can't witness to those that are not Christians. It doesn't mean that I can't even eat with them and go to parties of my family members that are not believers. No, I'm, that's going to happen. Paul said, if you were to disassociate yourself from those people, you would have to leave the world. That's not what he's talking about. But what he's talking about and what I'm talking about is that you have to go ahead and look around in your life and evaluate the people in your life and say, man, there are people that are helping me to become more Christ-like and there are people that are not helping me towards becoming who God wants me to be. And so therefore, I have to decide today to remove some of those and add some others. And that's not easy, but it's necessary. And today, I not only evaluate who I associate with myself with so that I can become who God wants me to be, I evaluate the choices that I've made and the choices that I'm making now. So that if they haven't resulted in what I want or what I feel that God wants for me, then I have to change what I'm doing. I have to associate myself with God's word. And if I was to conclude this series in this way, I would say this. The more time we spend in God's word and in praying in his presence, the more we are transformed and changed to become like he is. Stand to your feet this morning. This is the future of a blessed life. It's the future. That is determined by who I associate myself with and what choices I make now. And I don't know why you came this morning. And I don't know what God has been speaking to you throughout this series. But I want you to just bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. As we consider all these implications, as we consider Everything that God has spoken to us. 
we say, thank God. I realize maybe I recognize today that there are some people in my life that instead of helping are hurting. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to love them. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to pray for them. It just means I can't be around them. Because they don't help me. They hurt me. And so God, if you can this morning, just pray. God, help me to be able to free myself from the need of having to be a people pleaser. Free me from the peer pressure of those around me that tempt me to live in disobedience to your word. Free me, deliver me. Give me the wisdom that I need. Come on, pray this morning. Say, God, give me the wisdom that I need. To be able to choose the right friends. Give me the boldness, God. To be able to step into new relationships that might be uncomfortable but godly. Today, God, I choose to associate myself with you and those that are living for you on this path and this way. And I make a choice to break free from those relationships that are leading me in the wrong path. Because God, in the end, when you call those into your presence I want to be in that number I want to be on your team and secondly God I ask you to give me wisdom this morning throughout my life so that I can begin to make the right choices choices in my life that will have the results that are backed up by your word. Choices that are according to your will and not my will. Your desires and not my desires. That even though those choices in my life may lead me right now down a path, a narrow path of adversity because the wicked, the evil might not like it. When you stand up for the truth, give me the strength that I need to stay on that path. To make the right choices. Even when my culture, Lord, is living in a different and contrary way to your will, give me the boldness to live according to your path and your way and your word. Help me. This should be our prayer Every morning as we pray the word and as we pray the psalms, we should be praying, God, help us. Give us wisdom to make the right choices.
to associate with the right people because who we associate with will determine who we become and what we choose to do today will determine where we will end up tomorrow. And so God, we ask you to keep us, watch over us, lead us and guide us, Holy Spirit, so that we can live for you in the midst of a evil and messy world. Have your way in our lives. Come on, lift your hands. And whatever it is that you have in your heart right now, just go ahead and offer it up to God. Just give it to God. Leave it at his altar. Tell him, Lord, here I am. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.